We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash lawless. Just go to Indeed.com slash lawless right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed com slash lawless. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello, Sunshine. I'm Alexi Lawless, and welcome to the State of the Union podcast presented by State Farm. We come to you, as always, uh, from uh, Doha, Qatar, site of the 2022 World Cup. On this night, we finish up group play. All, was it 40, 48 games, my friend? 48 games done and dusted, and then... There were 16. All right, last uh, round of games here today, including my friend David Mossy's Brazil. Let's get right into it, Mossy. We just come off the stage and just come off the game. We're going to start with Cameroon, Brazil. Um, Brazil loses, okay? Uh, they're not the first big team to come out to a heavy lead in terms of their first two games and then be afforded the the luxury of resting a lot of players and playing a quote-unquote B team. Now, this Brazil B team is full of very, very uh, talented players, very, very expensive players that you would expect to be able to continue on. But Cameroon comes in and gets a win, one nothing win. Uh, first off, thoughts on this performance from Brazil? I, uh, just before I, before I hand it over to you, I don't think this changes my mind or should change a lot of people's mind. We've seen uh, France do this and lose. We've seen Portugal do this and lose. Now, we've seen Brazil do this and lose in their third game. It didn't hurt them in terms of where they ultimately finished, and it, and it rests players. It, uh, it mitigates uh, some yellow card situations, and it gets other players some opportunities to play. And a lot of those teams, they think they're going to go deep, and so they're going to need those opportunities. Can I explain my outfit? Oh, yeah. If you, if you can't see Mossy right now, he is wearing um, a Christmas sweater. You know, they have the whole ugly Christmas sweater. We at Fox made some up, and they're not as ugly as the, um, they kind of make them out to be. So if you can't see that, it's pretty sweet, and it doesn't look I, – I have one that's a U.S. one. It looks very comfy, and I've put mine on. It also feels very good. Yes, explain what you're wearing to the people. So this was a gift by the Fox Marketing Department. Shout out to Marie Keeler for hooking this up. Uh, can I stand up to yeah, show it off? Yeah, go ahead. Just be careful. Uh, yeah. Like. There we go. I've got my name on the back. Oh, 22. I love it. I love it. I love it. It looks good on you, my friend. Uh, Are you wearing it with pride after that now, performance tonight? I thought I'd be coming here after a victory. Gloating, in a celebrating. Mood. Yeah. Instead, I look like a complete idiot wearing this sweater right now. Well, but um, Regardless of what the score would, that probably <laughs> but, okay. Yes. 
Um, no, I'm, I'm really annoyed at this performance. I just spoke to my dad, he is as well. My dad did not like Chichi changing the whole team around. He felt like the first two performances weren't that good, that this still would have been a useful game for the starters to build up some momentum. And instead, it became almost a throwaway game, given the lineup that he picked. Um, and, you know, I've uh, defended my Argentina over Brazil pick to you on the basis that I think Argentina, the pieces fit more neatly into a starting 11, while Brazil, they have lots of good players. But Chichi hasn't quite figured out yet what the ideal 11 is. And we saw again tonight this, what is in essence a 4-2-4 formation. It doesn't really work for me. That, that, that This position he's created for, it's usually Neymar, it was Rodrigo tonight, which is like this hybrid second striker number 10 role. I, I don't know. The, the, I, I think the player playing in that position seems a bit lost between whether he's more of a midfielder, more of an attacker. He's not somebody that's going to, when Brazil doesn't have the ball, is going to drop back and really function as that, a third midfield player to help you get the ball. And so th there are just some formation issues right now that I think Brazil need to sort out. They have a lot of talented wingers, but the game has become too much about just spraying the ball out wide to them and seeing if they can conjure up something on their own. There's not enough fluid passing and really good team moves. It's just a lot of just relying on one of those wide players to create something with, by dribbling past defenders. And so... I'm concerned. I, I, really? I, yes. This really puts that much worry and concern? Yes. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, by the way, this becomes the first time since 1994 that no team has gone undefeated or won all three of their games in uh, in group play. So I, I, I'm not as worried uh, as as you are about Brazil go, uh, going forward. Uh, we should we should say also congratulations to Cameroon. Even though they are going home, this is a you know, monumental type of moment that they can build on. I, I will say, and, and you know, myself and Landon Donovan and, and uh, Clint Dempsey were on the set talking about this. You know, Vince, Vincent Abubakar, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful moment, and he, he certainly deserves to celebrate it. But this thing of taking off your shirt in the modern day when you know what a problem it is, especially if you are already on a yellow card, I don't... And... They actually had a possibility of going through. Now, they needed some help in the other game, and they would have had to score another goal. But as long as there is a chance, and even if there isn't, what, what are you doing? Not that he's going to care, not that the, the Cameroon fans are going to care in this moment, but it, it just keep your shirt on. It's not that hard to do it. You know, Clint was talking about, oh, the emotion and all that kind of stuff. There are plenty of players out there that are incredibly emotional and passionate in, in wild moments that are able to keep their shirt on. And, you know, Brazil came very close to throwing away first place in the group. One more Switzerland goal would have done it. And that would have been a disaster for me because uh, I think it would have thrown them into a much tougher section of the bracket. The saving grace tonight coming off this wretched performance and horrible result <laughs> is that I do kind of like the way the bracket shook out for the next couple of rounds. Uh, Brazil will face South Korea, yep. who they beat in a friendly in June 5-1 and a team that I think is completely intimidated by Brazil. Uh, in that friendly, they all want to take pictures with Neymar. It was that kind of vibe, so I'm not that worried about that game. And then it would be either Japan or Croatia in the quarterfinals. So there's a pretty favorable path there to the semis. Yeah, I mean, but there's a collision course with the U.S., so uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's important to note. All right, um, Switzerland, as you mentioned, get the win over Serbia. My pick for Serbia going far. Not so, uh, not so good. Uh, the Swiss get out of, uh, and they get the uh, honor of going to play Portugal. We'll see what that is all about. By the way, it, it, the, uh, the Swiss uniforms are horrible. They were like this dingy, gray, dirty type of... It was just gross. They didn't, they didn't do anything for me. But it doesn't matter. They won. They're going through. Congratulations uh, to the Swiss. South Korea, 
uh, ends up uh, winning two to one uh, over Portugal and Uruguay, uh, two to zero over Ghana. Anything to say about those? Uh, interesting stat: Shakiri, Chicago Fires, Sheridan Shakiri became yep. uh, joined just Messi and Ronaldo as the only players who have scored in the last three World Cups. So that's a pretty nice milestone for him. And yeah, Switzerland—they're one of those teams that. Uh, you know, we, I think we all think Serbia are better. They're more talented. But uh, Switzerland just have a knack for getting out yep. of group stages of major tournaments. Grind you uh, down. This is the Grind fifth straight down. major tournament they've gotten out of the group stage, the third straight World Cup. Uh, so, yeah, credit to them. They'll now face Portugal in what should be a very interesting game. All right, uh, you mentioned Portugal uh, and another team that, that rested a lot of players, although they didn't rest Cristiano Ronaldo. He was out there, didn't get a goal, uh, and was subbed out. And South Korea, I mean, the emotion, the uh, passion, they were able to keep their shirts on, all of them, uh, until at least after the game. And then they were game-watching as the other game was going on over there with Uruguay. And the scenes, the emotion of the South Korean fans, the South Korean players in that moment, but then also the scenes over uh, as Uruguay was pushing to try to get another goal against Ghana. Uruguay ends up going out. South Korea ends up uh, going on. And... I mentioned the you know the uh, the fans in the stands and these pictures that you show. There are times when this happened for both South Korea and this happened for uh, Japan. To a certain extent, it happened for for Senegal, where you see these fans and we've talked about this World Cup being much more about the teams and the unity that is going on. You see some of these fans that in that moment, they still believe that anything can happen. And we've already proven that this is a nutty World Cup and anything can happen. So congratulations uh, to South Korea going on. As you mentioned, their reward is they get to play against your uh, Brazilian team. But uh, anything before we leave these games? Well, on Uruguay, I think the this group stage sort of laid bare something that those of us that followed Conmebol qualifying felt um, that South American football right now is very top-heavy. Brazil and Argentina are good. They're not that good. If you look at the numbers they, they rolled up in qualifying, it was ridiculous. And it kind of reflected the fact that the rest of the region was pretty down. And so only Brazil and Argentina move on to the knockout stage. Uruguay and Ecuador bit the dust. Peru didn't even make it. Uh, they lost to Australia in that intercontinental playoff. So overall, a disappointing showing for South America. But I think it... it like I said, it reflects what, what, I, what I saw in the last four years in following qualifying. You could tell that all these other teams were down. Um, and so Uruguay is a team I had sort of talked myself into because when Diego Alonso took over late in qualifying, they, they ripped off some good results. And, I, and I, I liked the personnel. I thought they had an interesting blend of youth and experience with Suarez and Cavani still there, but Darwin Nunez and guys like Valverde and Bentancourt in the midfield. But it, it just, those first two games, they, they were just very poor. They, they left themselves with their backs against the wall today, and they got a result. But they, they put themselves in a position where they were dependent on something else that didn't happen, and so off they go. And look, I, I know there's passion. I know there's emotion. I know you feel aggrieved, but I thought it was shameful uh, and disrespectful and to a certain extent disgusting some of the scenes at the end chasing the referee going after the referee touching the referee basically running the referee off the uh, off the field and I, I i get it in that moment like i said you feel that the referee should have done this or you feel that something's going on but come on i mean that that's that's uh that's ridiculous so go home go home uruguay 
uh, we'll see you again in four years because I think there's going to be a rebuilding when it comes to that, and that's probably the last time we are seeing the likes of Cavani and the likes of uh, Luis Suarez. Uruguay have that side to them. They're kind of the bad boy Pistons of yeah. national well, football. I, I mean, I like my bad boy Pistons, but yeah. you know, going after the referee, though, I mean, go after the other team, okay, fine, but going after the referee, that's... Uh, that's a that's a no no. Um, all right. So we mentioned uh, the round of 16: Netherlands versus United States, Argentina versus Australia, Japan versus Croatia, South Korea versus Brazil, France versus Poland, England versus Senegal, uh, Morocco versus Spain, and Portugal versus Switzerland. And I think what we have here in this final 16, Mossy, as we finish this up here, is that. This is proving to be a really interesting and a really unique World Cup. You mentioned the different teams. If I find the person that correctly picked this, I will shake his or her hand and wish them well. Because I'm not sure a lot of people predicted this, t this type of scenario to happen coming out of the groups. And that's what makes it fun. That what's, that's what makes it great. And that it is happening at this time of year, in this place in the world, it's reflective of the fact that this is a completely different and unique World Cup. And this is good. This is good for the game. This is good for the World Cup to have as many different teams going on. And yes, surprises. Because of course you have these legacy teams. And of course you have all of this history. And we base some of our predictions on that. But the world is evolving. The soccer world is evolving. And what we've seen here at this World Cup are teams coming in that a lot of people didn't necessarily either know about or believe in and saying, no, we are going to take this opportunity for our team, for our country, for our culture, and we're going to make a stand and we're going to make some noise here. And I love it. I love that we have these teams. Now we get into the nitty gritty. Win or go home. This is where the big boys have to step up. There will be some surprises, maybe not as much as we had in the uh, in the group stage. But um, anything uh, in terms of the 16 before we go? Obviously, I don't want to bury the lead. The United States is playing tomorrow. And as I said when we went off air today, if Christian Pulisic can sacrifice his nether regions for the United States of America, then you sure as hell can get your ass out of bed in the morning and cheer on this team because they deserve your attention. They deserve your uh, – they deserve they, – they deserve – your support, and they deserve your love. Not blind faith, okay, but definitely some faith. And I, I guarantee you will be repaid. You'll be repaid for getting up, and as Landon Donovan said, if it's a mimosa or if, it's, uh, if you want to go hard liquor, I don't care. Do whatever you want that's going to get you going on. But it's going to be a fun breakfast with, uh, with the World Cup, and the United States kicks it off in terms of the round of 16 playing against the Netherlands. Anything, my friend? That's it. That's it. All right. I love your sweater, Mossy. I cannot wait uh, to uh, kick this uh, 16 off with you. It's been a hell of a group stage, but onward and upward we go. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another uh, State of the Union podcast. Uh, as we know, presented uh, by State Farm. We will talk to you again tomorrow. And if the soccer gods smile upon us, who knows? It might be another wonderful day of celebration from a U.S. perspective. U.S. Netherlands tomorrow. Be there, my friends. And until then, and as always, size the day.